Hello, hello. Tiana, Tiana. How are we doing? That's me. Uh, cool. Great. Yep. Yeah. Sarah? All, all the things. Yep. Are you done texting, Sarah? Yep. Feeling great. Lies. Okay. Are we rolling right now? Is that what's happening? That's exactly what's oh. happening. Ah. Hello. We're doing a podcast. Look at that. Oh, right. Yes. It's a podcast. I'm present now. You're in the moment? Almost. Getting there. <laughs> trying to be trying to be in the moment. <laughs> trying to be so <laughs> Got to live in the moment, Sarah. Every day. So, how's everyone doing? All three of us are in the same room at the same time. Yeah, it's been a minute. No minor feat. Yes. Thanks uh, to my this... mother-in-law for watching the boys tonight. Yeah, yeah. So, you want to thank anybody? Any shout-outs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, my husband is home with Luca, so obviously, there you go. obviously that. That's all right. thing. So. Thanks to all the partners watching all the children. Yep. And all the family members. Including mine. Mm-hmm. Who's upstairs. Oh, mine's a lot easier. Yeah, though. your kid doesn't need to be watched. Teenagers, much easier. She's pretty great. Your level. kid watches my kid, clearly. <laughs> She's <Right>? okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's talk about this episode. Um, some uh, Lots of shenanigans going on in this episode. Good, <laughs> bad. Yeah, this one moved, though, faster, it I did. think. It did, it did, for um, sure. Because there was so much going on with it. I did appreciate that. Can I can I interject with the show that I missed uh, recording for yeah. last week? Okay, because Sienna was gone for. I was I was gone at a more boring thing. Um, <laughs> not really. It was okay. Um, yeah, that was. I really liked that episode. Um, I mean, like in a morbid way, but I thought it was really good, and it was nice to see June kind of lose her shit further and then come back around. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice because for a little bit there before that episode, I thought she was just gonna be clearly on the losing her j- shit trajectory and and maybe be that way for a long time. So it was really nice to see it come back around. Um, and I always felt kind of dubious about the way that they treated uh, the walking partner. And so I was glad to see, like, at the end, she was like, yeah, you're one of us, too. That was nice. Yeah. What yeah. did you think about the sharps box? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ew. Um, it could it could have been much worse in there. <laughs> was my first thought. Yeah, it was. It, it was could have been full. way worse. I don't know if it could have been better if it was full. Or... Um, oh no, I think way worse if it was. It would have been right? easier to get though. Uh, you wouldn't know if you're getting. You wouldn't. Point. I don't know. There could just be a lot of other things. I would think it would be like one of those claw hand machines with the toys, and you're just but blind. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this episode. Yes. Uh, I feel like we got back to like you know the plot and the characters and the things that need to move along. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, I, I was very happy about that. Um, so I thought this episode was great. As far as I thought, the hospital episode was good in the way it that was they're very always slow. good. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that it needed to exist. As it was episode, very slow. Yeah. Because I felt like it was like, oh, there's motivation for June to do a thing. And I didn't feel uh, like she I needed also, any. I also really like it every time we find a new, like, sympathizer that you wouldn't expect. Who didn't we expect? The doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, were you getting sympathizer vibe out of him? I mean, uh, it, for, with her situation, not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily like, anti, General. yeah, not like anti-governmental not like he's sympathies, but like, he gets that, like, her situation is awful. Right. Um, and just like tries not to make things worse. Hmm. Hmm. He could have made it so much worse. 
There were definitely feelings last Easily. week about this episode. Also, I'm episode. super shocked that Serena Joy didn't I do more. After this episode, I don't know that we're shocked. Mm. I don't know what the whole deal is. Yeah, I mean, I guess I still just expected her to have more vengeful feelings. But I don't know. That she's working out, you know? Because again, I said, everybody's been complaining about this whole middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Us included. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did say that, like, you got to reserve judgment until the end of the season because I don't yeah, know if, like, true. things are going to happen that's going to make all this make more sense, right? Right. Well, yeah, and we've definitely had that experience in past seasons yes. where, like, there are, there's an arc where we're like, what is going on? Right. Very <laughs> true. Yeah. So here's what we got to know. Um, what did you feel about this episode, Sarah, overall? Um, I liked it more than I've liked the last few episodes. I found that it moved well. I, d- I didn't quite find myself nearly as bleh as the last one. Yeah. Like, the last one was kind of like, all right, can we move on? Like, I <laughs> I've seen enough very, praying. Yeah, I felt very much trapped in June's world, which is fine, but, you know. Well, and kind of the point of that episode. Yeah, yeah, but it just wasn't what I was wanting. And then this one, there's a little bit more plot development, and there's a little bit more kind of different things happening at the same time. Um, I thought I thought it was a bit... Like, there were parts that were super victorious that, of course, I liked, like, all of the wins that you have. But like Justin said before we started rolling, you really can't trust it. So I feel like they're building <laughs> us up just to just to let us down. For the listeners, Justin is, like, shaking oh. his head, like, in a, I know. in a preemptive I told you so way. The show has a, it has it has a, a formula. It yeah, has a pattern, it a does. scientifically it proven does. pattern. We did get several episodes in early in the season, though, where, like, several good or at least not horrible things happened I'm, over several episodes. I'm not disagreeing. True. So, like, be a little hopeful, Justin. I will say that having seen 10 of 13 mm-hmm. episodes... Overall, now, this, I mean, all hell could break loose in episodes 11, 12, and 13, but overall, it's been a much more positive, palatable yeah, season than previous seasons. But again, I, I still have three episodes left, so we'll see what I'm saying after episode 13. Um, I think there will be sacrifices made on both sides. No one is going to be unscathed. So I don't think anybody's going to be truly happy with the outcome, per se. Well, that would be in keeping with... Yeah, like reality, it's, you know? especially when you think about like what have we learned about Canada's government <laughs> right, right now, um, and things like that. Like, there's there's clearly so many factors at play for each group of people or entities involved yeah. that it's it's really tough to predict their actions. So no, I thought this was one of the better episodes of the season, just because uh, one Bradley Whitford got to kind of dive into that character a little more, and he yeah. got to kind of like for more than three minutes at a time do things mm-hmm. um, so that was really nice to see well you know his screen time yeah, has been no, short it's been very brief and it's yeah. been effective when he's done it Yeah, because that's the kind of character I think they want him to be is this guy who you don't right but he's been like number seven on the call list or something right exactly yeah. Yeah. like this episode he really got to like flex his muscle and mm-hmm. get your full emotional kind of you know spectrum and so it was really cool because you know he's capable of that well, um, yeah, like you saw in Billy Madison when he was there. Oh, my God. Mm. 
<laughs> we almost forgot. made it. I'm sorry. Of course. I had to. I'm not going to say it I appreciate it. No, I love not it. not going to say it. You know me. I, love I, a good, I don't love it at all. I, know, I love a good inappropriate reference. When he first was brought, remember I was like, Billy Madison, you guys were like, Sarah, Sarah stop <laughs> This is Bradley Whitford. We're talking say about. say that. And I was like, what? No, I think it's awesome. Oh, my God. Um, I was a little sad there was no Belinda Carlisle this week. I that we did not you. open with uh, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Um, it made me very, great. very sad. I thought about very you. Sad. I really did. Um, I will have to ask Sarah, since you are the classically trained pianist, uh, if you knew what the classical number that they opened up with was. I actually didn't. Um, and I thought about looking it up, but I... Oh! Was this the Moonlight Sonata episode? I don't know. Oh, no. That's why I'm here to ask you. No, I don't think it was. Someone will know. I don't think there was a Moonlight Sonata episode. There was something recently Did you just make up I... an episode in your head? No, no. I was watching TV the other day, and I was like... Moonlight Sonata was playing, and I that was one of my like unicorn pieces. I was like, I gotta get this, and I finally yeah, did. That and like Fairlies. Oh no, this one's way harder than Fairlies. Really, one's super hard. Yeah, the and it goes on. Bumblebee? I swear, it's like fifteen pages long. I mean, it is nuts. But anyways, that was one of my pieces towards the end of my tenure as a piano player. When did really you stop hard. playing? <laughs> I was seventeen. You just gave it up. No time um, for this? You know what? Probably boys. I'm sad to admit this. No, it's not even that good of a reason. Oh, so there yeah. was a competition every year that I that I did from the National Federation of Music. And I competed every year since I was six. And every year I got a superior rating, which is like a five. I got a five, right? And if you win years in a row, you get cash, whatever. Not a big deal. Not a lot of cash. But I, I did. So I got a superior rating every year for 10 years. And then on my 11th year... <laughs> I got a four, which is an excellent, which is not obviously a five. And I practiced my butt off because yep. the pieces have to increase in difficulty every sure. year. And uh, Wait a minute. You can't just go in and play the play, same thing you played yeah, when you were six? Twinkle, twinkle, little star at 17. No. Um, but anyways, so I, I, really, I really worked hard that year. I worked hard every year, but I really worked hard that year in particular. So it stung, and I was too proud. And I think it just deflated me. I just lost the motivation, and I just stopped practicing. And if I, I put a piano in front of you right now, could you play it? Uh, if I had music. I could twiddle around a little bit if yeah. I had, like, no music in front of me. But if you could give me some music, I could play some pretty fun stuff. Like, I'm obsessed with the theme to um, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> really? Yeah, the new one. Not the old one. Ugh. The Baz Luhrmann yes. one? Yes. Oh, what did the I one... just hear? He's making a movie about something. Or a series about something, and it's going to be god I mean, he does really? do that. So here's here's the thing with Boz Lerman. He's hit or miss. It's real pretty. But yeah, sometimes he's like, you need to... No, he, he did Romeo and Juliet so Sometimes well. it works out great. Right. Other times you need to either like really turn down the brilliancy on your television so you don't have a seizure, or watch it on mute. I have no problem with his aesthetic. He clearly is a great visual filmmaker. But much like... I get, You know what he is? He's like... He's like a shinier, brighter version of James Cameron, right? <laughs> James Cameron. He, he is like too, he though. is like James Cameron, or like, but like at a rave. Or like Guillermo del Toro, right? Guillermo del Toro does amazing really fucking stuff, looking yeah. movies, but like seventy percent of them like really got written by somebody's fifth grade class. Oh, you know what? Uh, and that's how okay, I feel so about Okay, so James Baz Cameron Lerman. is the norm. No. So James Cameron is your norm. Right. And Baz Luhrmann is when he's like in a really manic episode. Right. And Guillermo <laughs> Sator really is down. when he's really, really yeah. low. Yeah. And it's all the same see, person. James that Cameron is amazing. smart. James Cameron just goes, okay, I'm going to make something look really cool. What story can we rip off that somebody <laughs> else already did? 
Because like Terminator is like three other things that were already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, he also did Avatar he did was uh, some of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Avatar was Dances with Wolves yeah, with he, Blue People. Didn't he? No, what? I'm thinking. No, he of did not Columbus. do Harry Potter. Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Ah, yes. After he sailed the seven seas. <laughs> Sarah. Sorry, you, no, I'm no, back. You, you're not going to just move it this way. Okay. Um, we're, we're managing Sarah's logistics here. I have, I have a special goes. love for Baz Luhrmann strictly because of Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet was great. Moulin Rouge, though, guys. Oh, 19 minutes. So good. Off. No. 19 minutes. No. I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Give it more time. I really, I really enjoy it once in a very great while. Yes. But a very great while. And also, I kind of feel like I'm going to have a seizure every time I watch Mad it. Hop like, it's Ballroom? so much. No. My eyes hurt. Oh, my God, you guys. I can't handle this conversation. I Moulin Rouge. So As- I have a copy of no, it. No, I will say that on DVD. I was so watching I- with Nikki, who has a, like, loathes musicals. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. In general. I forgot about that. And, like, I, like I, anyway. I did musicals. I love musicals. I have, I'm fine with musicals. But that thing was, I couldn't even handle it. So good, yeah. When they started singing Nirvana, I was like, yep, I'm out. No. <laughs> no, it's done. All right, so, so let's good. talk about the handmaid. Anyway, tale. Um, oh, I want to talk about something I don't normally talk about because I don't really look at it anymore, but I found it funny. Um, okay. So the Apple Podcast reviews for this podcast. Oh, I don't geez. ever look. I don't know at, if I want. You know, I don't know. look at them right because I just don't care anymore. Um, but they are the most. And Tiana will know this, having dealt with me for longer than Sarah. <laughs> they are the most Justin reviews of anything ever. So there's this thing with things that I do. Is that you either love what I do or you hate really what I hate do. It, yeah. So there is like it's true. There's no in between. Fives. Ones. Five. Ones. Uh there's somebody today. I wanna that was hear like, I wanna hear about some of the ones. Oh my god, they're hilarious. They're like mostly about like this stuff where we're not talking about the show, <laughs> driving people insane who don't we're like making them. it happen yes. right now. It's either like somebody oh my is god. giving us a one star review, guys. It's either like, oh my god, I love it. It's like my friends and I are together in like a room talking about the show. I love all the extra stuff, it's great. Or it's oh my god, stop, stop talking, talking about everything. <laughs> Just talk about the show. Just they're not here to catch up. And I I find that that part's what I find amusing is like when they're like, You're not here to do this. What am I here to do? What are what what do. your ears are not put into your head so that you can listen to various podcasts and shows you probably already watch on your own. Like, but you do it anyway. Like I can do whatever we want. Like yeah. we could not even talk about the episode of this show, and it's going to be okay. Yeah, nobody's going to die. We're not. I just find it funny. I do because the part that I don't know, I don't know if they don't realize that we're just three people in the basement talking I, about I, a I show. Feel like, I feel like enough people. Or realize if they think that. I'm in some corporate office, like Get really, like running a real running podcast, a really company. terrible yeah. podcast. But I feel funny. like we got a nice little core. Like the people that like us, like us. And that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. That's great. Some so, people don't think we're nuts. No, I, ho- no, I hope you do think we're nuts because we're mostly crazy. Because then you're paying attention. Yes, you've been paying attention. <laughs> you understand the show. All right, so let's dive into this episode. Uh, even though we have to start with the fact that Sarah doesn't know what the classical song was. Sorry, guys. It's all right. You know, I'm sure one of your children zapped that part of your brain out. Yeah, I <laughs> wish I had memories. <laughs> But they're gone. <laughs> but it's worth Memory it. All right. Like so sometimes. we open with uh, June walking home or stumbling home, as I put. Yeah, uh, man, that limp is bad. Yeah. But she's super gimpy right now. Even yeah. limping, she was still not limping as bad as Lydia, who's got a few years on her. But it was just funny. Like, well, Lydia's and like, like had Jesus much more Christ. trauma. Like, well, you know, June's just like has bed sores on her knees, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and that terrible cut on her hand and wrist. I forgot about that. Yeah, because she's a bad stabber. <laughs> oh, the saddest stab. Saddest stab in the world. Oh, yeah. my really gosh. Uh, so they come back to the Lawrence house, and Lydia's like, hey, why don't you take a little snooze? And as she walks in, we kind of notice that, well, like, oh, my God, all the stuff is gone. 
Like yeah. the stuff is off the walls, yeah. the paintings the are gone. The house is way creepier without it all. It right? is so yeah. much creepier. Uh, and so June's doing this voiceover after Lydia takes her, tells her to go to rest. And she's like, I don't ever want to rest again. And you're like, right. okay, we know June. Yeah. You want to take all the children right now and go. We get it. Uh, so yeah, all, uh, and Lydia makes this comment that it looks like the house is conforming to Fred's new policy of everything being up to quote. Oh D- yeah, she says that's lovely. DC right? standard. She's super excited. She's like, oh yeah. my, because the whole thing before was like it's they were going to move her out of there. That it looks like the whole family died a long time ago and nobody <laughs> lives there. It's all right, lovely. Well, no, when they do that, they don't even move their stuff out. They just wait until it's time to move in and then they move. Like yeah. in DC, when you know, the I wine mean, there's glass still stuff still there. There's the furniture and stuff. Yeah, know? there's still stuff there. But it, it does kind of look like somebody just died, and this is waiting to be put up for auction. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, Fred's new policy is up to everything's going to be up to DC standards, which is a terrifying thought. Obviously, having been in DC. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was weird seeing the house with nothing. Yeah, it was very sad. I really loved the set dressing of that house. So did Commander Lawrence, uh, yeah. clearly. I mean, it was it really like told you a lot about its inhabitants, and now it could be anybody. But this is our really first kind of sign that the Things powers that change. be are shifting. Yeah. Right. And that Lawrence maybe doesn't have as much power or push as we thought he did. Right. We thought he was kind of above Fred because he wasn't yeah, coming to I meetings. Yeah, I definitely thought that. Yeah. He wasn't coming to meetings. He did his house whatever he wanted. They came to him. But now it feels like it's shifting And when they into came Fred's to him, favor. they just felt that he was like really running that room. And maybe he was, but I think things are changing in D.C. and Fred is gaining a little bit more momentum. For sure. Which sucks. Well, you know. Well, and it's interesting. Gain the right fans. Well, and he's got the baby. Lot. <laughs> he has an admirer. Yes, he has. He has a real admirer. It's always good when you're trying to make political play. Uh, uh, so the next scene, kind of in the same scene, scene within a scene, I guess. Uh, she goes into the kitchen, and I think the the Martha's name is Beth. I could be making yes. that up. No, is that I correct? Heard that too. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so she says the first thing she says is scones mean no, and we're all like, I don't even know what you're talking about because we can't even see the scones on the screen yet. Um, so essentially, is uh, they figure out that. Eleanor, who is Mrs. Lawrence, yes, has been getting medicine kind of on the sly, which is interesting thing because we've also not really known what the medication medical situation is overall right. in Gilead, right. um, which kind of gives you another clue into like you know, it, not not full clue, but like everybody's like wondering what religion of what is this thing? Yeah, like, like what are the actual this? belief and, structures that run this place? Right, and like the only one that I know that like doesn't do medicine Christian is Christian Science. science. Um, but I also know there's only there's not very many of them, uh, so the fact that they mobilized to take over country is kind of interesting. Um, but that could not be, you know, it could be somewhere else. So if there's another religion out there that is, you know, frowns upon the medication, let me know. I'm not familiar of another one that like, because I I remember a story where somebody was telling me we played a soccer team that was a, a high school sci- a Christian Science soccer team, and somebody literally broke their arm. Oh and no! The team formed a circle around them and was praying. For the guy on the ground, and like, wouldn't let anybody. Instead of yep, the medic helping uh-huh. him off the field. That's what they did instead. Truth. Yep. Did they make him like get off the field himself? Yeah, eventually, I guess so. But I don't. Aww, poor kid. So yeah, that that was just interesting because that's kind of the first we've heard of that. They're having to go kind of underground to get their own medic medication. Well, can I can be. I ask a question because I don't know very much about this. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little off track. Are you allowed to do things like like? Set a bone and get a cast. I am talking far, far out of turn on my yeah. knowledge of Christian science. I don't science. know anything about like the no medicine so. policy. So do your work, okay. internet. Tell me yeah, about the Christian somebody, science. Yes. Somebody fill us in. A, I'm, fact, I'm confused and curious. Us, yes, we're just curious. Um, 
could it be, though, that Gilead isn't totally anti-medicine? They're just anti... So clearly what um, Eleanor suffers from is like a mood yeah. thing. And so maybe it's kind of just like you can get certain medications, like if you have a heart problem or if mm-hmm. you have a... But anything involving like your psyche or your mood... You oh, know how I some, feel like if she was a man, she would be getting the medication, no problem. Well, then, like, do you know how in some communities and some cultures, like... Taking psychiatric medica- medication. Yeah, psychiatric medication is somewhat frowned upon. Are they so Scientologists? Maybe, yeah, well, so maybe they're just denying her. Like, maybe if she needed something you that know. was physical, right. like yeah. whatever, like a, woman, a thyroid so that's a whole medication other, like, or Tana, something. Tana was saying. Right, but like, because it's psychiatric. A mood, yeah. Yes, that it's like, well, you don't need it. And then she just. Right, can't it's not get a life threatening issue to them. It's just although, the Lord's will work Although, it can be. No, it absolutely can be, and they they do address that at the end of this episode yes, for sure. Um, but you know how some people are like, "You're fine, just like cheer up," or right. you know oh, what God. I mean? Like they I don't understand. All of those people. Smile, right? All of them. So it's just like, oh, take a walk or like drink some tea or something. You know, like goofy I get shit stressed like that. out too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So I yeah. think maybe it's partially because she's a woman, and also partially because it's psychiatric, and that's mm-hmm. somewhat culturally like mm, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, so June just blatantly asks because June's like, you know, ripped Not Band-Aid off. Not giving a shit There's today. no fucks left to give. So yeah. she's like, uh, asks her essentially, hey, we're going to move some kids out of Gilead. Want to help? Yeah, I know. She practically yells it like, hey, hey, we're moving kids out. I'm motivated. Let's I'm, do it. I'm putting up flyers later. You want to come out? <laughs> oh, wait, they don't have flyers or else June would have been on a wanted poster and everybody would have <laughs> Um, so June says that she knows how it sounds and then she makes like this crazy face which yeah. I thought was really interesting and she's like I know and I'm like well stop making that face because that's not, the, <laughs> that's not, not the face that inspires yes not I want to help you do a thing uh, so next thing we have is Commander uh, Joey which by the way after this episode I have to call him by his real name now because after what they do to him I can, uh, just like the handmaids I can no longer call them by the made up name that I gave him because I feel bad because I feel bad about what happens in this episode regardless of the fact that he's one of the assholes that created this I don't know I'm still calling him Joey are you? okay yep. alright I don't know if I can do it I'm okay. still on the no Joey train sorry well yeah. you've never been on the Joey train yeah no it's okay it's not for me we don't need everybody on it we like a room spread out <laughs> <laughs> so we hear Commander Joey and his wife who we know is Eleanor fighting upstairs I, it was one of those scenes where I'm like there were two scenes where they were very, uh, this is nerdy of me, but very Robert Altman-esque. I don't know if anybody Oh my knows. God, that is where, so nerdy of me. Right? Well, like, you know, Robert Altman, he like puts you in a room and there's like 18 conversations going on at the same time and you just uh-huh. got to kind of figure out which one you're going to listen to because you're not going to get all of them, but they're all really important. That's how I felt like twice in this episode. Uh, this one in particular where you're like trying to hear what they're fighting about. You know, like, but you, it's can, not quite. you can pause and replay. I know. It's, I, that's no. the magic, it's the time magic of video. Yeah. It's a time thing. I can't. Yeah, though. Sarah's like, somebody's going to find me. I'm hiding in a closet. With <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. This is happening right now. You don't hide in the bathroom, right? Because they always find you in the bathroom. Oh, they 100% they always find know me in the bathroom. bathroom. When you're taking a pee, the kids always know. I have never, I haven't been in the bathroom by myself for a long time. I'm sorry. It's all right. It'll like, happen I'm, again someday. I'm very you. wistful about this if you can't see my because face. Because if you, if you give it enough time, they can, they become really embarrassed about the fact that you're a girl. There you go. Ooh. And then they are like running away there if you, you are in the bathroom. Can't I've reached that point. It's kind of great. Ooh, only five more years. So regardless of what they were fighting about, we don't really know. Yeah. Uh, man, she basically tosses his ass out of the room and he comes stumbling down the and the sobbing. stairs and is like, oh, was he sobbing? That part I didn't see. No, she was screaming. No, she and was, then yes. after she kicks him out, she's sobbing. Oh, you can she's hear sobbing. Her he like, said he was sobbing. Yeah, no, and so he no. says, welcome home. 
<laughs> yeah, which is pretty funny. It's like, hey, you're back. Uh, so then June talks to Eleanor about not being safe there. She like goes in and they're having this thing, right? And she's like talking about how she's not safe there either. Um, Lawrence asks what he should do. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Like what she no, knows. talks about Eleanor, not to Eleanor. This is her and uh, Commander Lawrence. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And he's asking her what he should do. And he's not going to send his wife away. Right. And she says, hey, let's get a truck. Uh, I know you know how to get one. And we can get him out of here. You, me, us, everybody, and the kids. And he's like, what are you? And there's like, they kind of go back and forth on that a little bit. And she's leaving. And he makes this offhanded comment, which is like ridiculous for I a person know. who's a handmaid. And he says, what do you know about how much someone can take? And she She's turns like, around yeah, and says, not anticipating? Like, of course. Right. Of course she knows. Right. And Think she about says everything as she's walking out. I felt like he kind of set her up for that yeah. one. I'm like, is he looking to see that she will say? Like, what? 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 That was not I kind of feel like that was one of his trying to be the last word guy. I guess. He is that He's guy. He's usually better at that, though. But I think <laughs> yeah, at this, well, that's crafty where his it. head's at. He's just not very, Maybe, not with yeah. it. Um, and then she, June has his voiceover talking about how he's scared and how fear can be a good motivator, which is true. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, we haven't delved into the purges yet that happen in the book that we find out mm. about later oh, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there really isn't any talk about them. There's been talks about salvaging where they go around and basically round up all the people that they think or want to think are, you know, going against the government. Right. Yeah. And hang them from trees outside. Uh, but nothing about the purges yet, which in the book, like, they just round up anybody who is not... You know who's higher up, and they just—that's how they turn over yeah. <laughs> the higher up the authorities. Is they clean everybody out. Uh, so next scene is our weekly visit to Loaves and Fishes. And June is on fire. June is ready to the go. The least with, discreet person ever. Oh, yeah, she's, she's at the fridge with Alma. With Alma, who is who? Like, of what is she? Of what? what of, of, Robert? of Robert. Of Robert. So she's over there. She's like, "Hey, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. I want to get the kids out." And <laughs> Alma's like clearly like don't well, they all are. talk to me. Yeah, when me. she's walking in, they're all yeah, like Alma's stay away straight, from like, June. The yeah. Cool girl in the cafeteria, like get yeah. away from me. Which right I thought now. I thought this whole like June's a pariah all of a sudden thing was real off uh, brand for the two weeks ago or month ago when it was, hey, this other handmaid sucks. But I guess when she gets shot and dies, maybe they're like, okay. I, I Your body counts too high would, now. I assumed yeah. it was more about like, okay, like everybody knows you're fucking shit up. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. I like, think they're finally not... like, okay, another person yeah, has yeah, gotten okay. killed True. because of you. In your wake. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of the point of last week's episode yeah. was like, hey, 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 stop. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> stop Although being, she stop trying your awful plans. Right. And even though now like her whole plan <clears> is to get <throat> other people out, she's still doing it. In, pretty like, brazenly. Pretty, yeah. A pretty, you know, brazen way to like, you know, that she's not hiding it. So, I don't know. Maybe the difference is just that she's doing it in a slightly less selfish way. Well, that's true. And this is how she gets the upper hand in this episode. She does some non-selfish things, and then the other ones are like, okay. Right. So, she talks about um, that they're going to have an inspection. And Alma asks her if she's okay, and she's like, I'm not fucking okay. Yeah. And she's like, who's okay here? Like, that's that's another stupid question. Um, and so this sound goes off and there's like this bell that we've never heard before. And right. everybody's like, oh, it's inspection time. And June says like another one. And we're like, what are you even talking about? Because we don't know what this is. Uh, so it turns out inspection just means everybody gather in like this little amphitheater looking thing. I was thing. just going to say amphitheater. Yeah. And 
we turned out that our you know visitors to inspect the handmaids are Fred and Serena and uh, DC Commander Mr. Winslow Commander Winslow. Thank you. Yes. Um, so Lydia gathers them all out there, and they didn't necessarily inspect them. Nope. They were just kind of there to show them off. Felt like it was more about June than anything else. It, it sounds like like it kind of is like the the Miss America equivalent of like Kinda. inspections. Like you're not really doing anything except ogling women. Right. Like, and it was now really... you're just ogling them in in like weird costumes. Right. And I think it was more because <laughs> Winslow's there from DC and DC is still the capital that, you know, we got to show mm-hmm. all this off and Fred wanted to show it all off clearly yeah. because he's making his big push. Like the mayor always wants to clean up the trash in the streets before the governor visits, exactly. right? But of course because Fred is Fred, um <laughs> Fred has to come over and, you know, do a little Check creeper 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 time with June. Yeah. Um and he's I, I thought it was so strange. I just really can't. Like a, how have you not given up this exactly addiction you clearly have? Like mm. come is, on. That is. You are real. receiving signals all around. Oh, and he it gets, is a terrible idea. He gets a big one at the end. Yeah, yeah he gets put in his place. <clears throat> uh so he talks about how he can get her a transfer to DC, which again, for two people like it sounds that good. were literally punching each other in a fight. Um last season over things and those the, those problems didn't exactly get resolved when well, she's been to dc why yeah. on earth would anyone want to go to dc yeah because yeah. maybe in his twisted brain like she feels for him the same way he feels for her even I, though she's like that's gotta be and that's she the only plausible explanation is that she somehow loves him for real oh, i just don't understand and mm. he's convinced of it so winslow shows up with all his assholery that he has yeah. uh with serena in tow and he talks about how your girls look great. And I was, I, I just, the girls thing always makes me laugh now Arf. because like, what was it? The first episode we ever had where we had the whole like calling groups of older women girls as opposed to women. The aunts do it all the time. I know. Um, Many people do it. <clears> and they, the they reference like getting a new girl uh-huh. and things like that when somebody. Yeah, but it, it was know, one of those things that I made. wasn't on my radar before I started doing this podcast mm-hmm. per se. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I, love, I love the collective groan. Yeah. Yes, dumbass. <laughs> yes. You're fine. Um, Adult women being called girls. Yeah, now I like, I try problem. not to do it all the time. I mean, it's like, one of those things. we don't walk into a room full of men and be like, boys, I agree. how yeah. are you all today? I agree. So they referenced this uh, ever since the Calhoun incident, which I'm guessing was the, I don't know, the Calhoun incident, was because they referenced the bombing that happened and they referenced the handmaid who died. Um, but I don't know what the Calhoun incident is at all. So yeah, I, somebody yeah that it doesn't me. sound like that. Um, and so I don't know if that was because the, they referenced the bombing a couple times because Winslow references it in a later scene talking about how he was he was kind of surprised that Boston had bounced back from the bombing after you know because as bad it as it so was right because it killed so yeah, many yeah. people and that so many people are still <clears throat> bringing it bringing Gilead's you know policies together. Uh, so Lydia and Winslow have this thing <laughs> with Janine right because Janine's got her space pirate patch on uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> he says it is not up to code. And Lydia defends it, talking about how her, you know, the, her injuries were caused by an act of violence, and so they felt that it was fine. And so that was another time where I was like trying to overhear this conversation because that's when Fred comes over, or somebody, Serena comes over, and then you're trying to hear what they're talking about over there, and you can't quite. You hear know, it. nobody can see you. I know. With the I know. I'm okay, d- you're checking. here. You can see me. I can just hear your voice. Uh, so Serena comes over to June and asks June how she's feeling. Um, and June. <laughs> Asks, how's your arm? How's your arm? She's <laughs> pretty great. Burn. She, she doesn't even answer. She just kind of no, looks she's up like, like okay. really? 
Uh, but before that, Lydia, they make this mention of the vow and the rings and the veil coming to uh, Gilead and Lydia goes out of her way to say that the vow, of course, is voluntary uh, out loud so all the girls can hear it or women can hear it. Um, so I thought that was really interesting that that's all kind of slowly mm-hmm. being phased Migrating. in. Migrating. Yeah. yeah. And that Lydia made a point of saying, oh, it's not everybody has to do it. But we'll see. I, I have a feeling I'm, that almost everybody that seems like really stepping out of line to Lydia to, for Lydia to me where she's like in. Yeah. Being that vocal about something that is clearly like implied that everybody should do it. But I kind of feel like maybe she thinks this is like her territory and this is her. She definitely yeah. seems like that kind of lady. Yeah. I I think that's definitely been the case in instances where we've seen her with like Fred and other commanders of his level. But this guy is not. That seems like overstepping for her. Yeah. She was I, pretty I defensive about that pretty eye patch, de- yep. too. Yeah. I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. She's very defensive about Janine in general. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, if she if she feels like she's in the right, then I guess she's, you know. Headstrong. Want to defend herself. Uh, so Winslow comes over and talks to June, and this is great. They're talking about Commander Lawrence, and he asks her about him because I guess they've known each other for a while. And he said, <laughs> she treats me with respect, sir. And there's this great shot of Fred when she says he treats me with respect because that was either not the response that anyone A, nope. needed, wanted, or was expecting. Um, and Fred's like, really? That's what you just said? Because even Winslow was like, he treats you with respect. He uh, doesn't even repeat it. He goes, respect? Like, or so- <laughs> somebody repeats it and is like, what? And then she rephrases, and sa- or not rephrases, she just also then says, I find no, I find, I hope I'm worthy. Or she says something like that where she kind of Puts it back on herself and says, "I I find myself to be worthy of him." Or I, right. some, I don't know some nonsense some, Gilead line, right? To make it seem better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when she said respect, I was like, uh, "Yeah." Because yeah, <laughs> like Winslow's like, Winslow's "Who like, gives respect. a shit about respect?" Yeah, that's, <laughs> not, that's not that's a not, word we generally hear in yeah. Gilead. It's not even on the top ten. Yeah, thousand. He's um, fired. Yeah, <laughs> he's fired. Exactly. <laughs> Immediately remove him. Uh, yeah. So Serena kind of looks over at June and is like, "Mother." Every time, everything. You like, know you shouldn't be treated with respect. Don't even say the word. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that whole thing was weird. Like the, it was an odd It just seemed like a, you know, one of those, sh- like, hey, we got to show this off for the DC crowd. Uh, so, next we get this great scene of June snooping around in Lawrence's study, because she can. And, right? Because uh, she's generally unattended. Yeah, well, and he ap- attends meetings yeah, now, he apparently. attends meetings now. And, so, uh, he's kind of shaping up. Yep. Because apparently Fred's wielding power that he actually has and so i wonder if fred would have been able to like publicly apply some of these rules before like if he had just you know had his shit together and like i don't think he knew about him before yeah yeah that's true i guess a lot of them he didn't find out about until he went to dc this commander in dc is it's bad news yeah uh, so yeah we've learned that lawrence has been attending meetings now his best like he's all like fancy and official now uh, so Drew is trying to break into the file cabinet that's in Lawrence's study. And One of the like 35 file cabinets. Right, Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, the There's office a is a of mess, so she's going to be in there for the rest of her I life. I think I didn't realize how many file cabinets were in there when it was just what? books. We only saw it you know, once before, right? right? And so Mrs. Lawrence comes in, and she's just walking in, and she doesn't even see June until she's like getting ready to leave, and then she like looks over at her and is like, what are you doing? I know you're up to something. <laughs> clearly, because you always are. clearly trying to break into something. And so June is just like, I'm just looking for people's kids. Yep. 
Like, and she just fires off with it. She's like, yeah, I'm looking for files on my friend's kids and where they are now. And well, maybe, you know, after their last uh, jaunt out into the city, she just feels like, like, what the fuck? Let's, well, just, well, yeah. Let's just tell her all the things. And she was right in doing and that. And it'll maybe yeah. be okay. In a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but Eleanor thinks she's looking for Hannah. And she's like, Hannah's gone. And she just says it like that. You know, Hannah's not flipping like that. But she's like, Hannah's right. gone. I'm trying to get whoever else. else I can get out. It's yeah. time to get people out. Uh, she's like, oh, well, those files are in the basement because they <laughs> send him here. They send him here like every month and he's supposed to look at them, but he just puts them down here. And so she takes what her down there. What is he supposed to look at them for? I, didn't, I guess to know things and do stuff. I don't know what a commander does. I have zero right. idea. No idea. We'll go so to she meetings, like, apparently. literally takes her down yeah. there and shows her exactly where they are and then leaves. And that is a giant basement. I mean, that's a giant yeah, house, yeah. but I was like, damn. Yeah. That's a, I'd get lost yeah. down there. Um, so yeah, she's going through all the stuff and so she pulls out all these boxes of he's like oh here they are and so she pulls out the folder and of course in an expedient manner because it's television she's like oh here's my file folder uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh found it right away yeah uh so it's interesting like this is the first kind of oh, like official <laughs> what <laughs> sorry no i was commenting said, on yes that. you did say it out loud i know it wasn't i wasn't oh, you're talking saying, oh, about it's something me, like, on okay. my you were looking at my, your. Phone. I know <laughs> I was looking at my watch, but it was just because it was <laughs> oh. telling me I'm I'm a lazy son of a bitch and I need to get up and move. Like it's my it's real pitiful. My move rings are sad today. Move your move rings. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that is. I don't want to know. Well, so and then she's like, before she leaves. Well, so yeah, she sees the, her own file, yep. which is sad because it's yep. the first time she's seen it in like an official looking mm-hmm. folder thing. Mm-hmm. And then it says, you know, Hannah and what her name was changed to. So you get to like to see the layout of the forms mm-hmm. that you're about to see because obviously she looks at a bunch of the right. other ones too. And it's got like the mugshot photos of yeah, like, them the first time they're in the handmade garb like one from the front one from the side just like a mugshot and then the eleanor before she goes back upstairs she's like you know i really like having you here you make things more interesting or fun (laughs) or something like that and then she kind of leaves and then june starts to go through some of the other folders and she sees janine's folder and in it she sees that janine's son jacob caleb caleb um, had died in a car accident, and she's like, she's kind of the voiceover. After, after he was taken from her. That was the part yeah, I was... So right. Janine doesn't yeah. know. No, right. so Janine has no idea, and she's like, you know, even even um, even children in Gilead can't yeah, pray away car accidents right. and, you know, all these things. And so it's really sad as she's reminiscing through these folders because she's like, we've missed so much of their lives. We'll never get these five years back. And the cool part about that was that I... Finally got a number of years that Gilead yes. has been in place. Yeah, yes, I did yeah. make that note that it was like, oh my God, there's some semblance of a timeline <laughs> yes, now. Right, yes. like five years. They okay. gave us a, a bite yes. of the cookie. Right, yeah, like, so right. Hannah was five and now she's ten or whatever. So yep. that was really a nice. long time. Well, and that's what June was kid. saying. She was kind of like, we have missed everything. They yeah. are totally different now. You know, with a kid yeah. from five to ten or from that's crazy two to yeah. Seven, yeah. pardon my Seven bad. to 12 was the one she mentioned. Oh, when I thought God. about that. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, just that is like, you You're know, missing like so their much. whole life. Like, it's just, so that was the sad part. She's like, you realize like, okay, so we're feeling very optimistic, right? Like, they're going to get the kids out. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. But then you think to yourself, but even if everything goes perfectly right. to plan and June gets right. every child of Gilead out of there, they'll still have missed five years of well, their and, kids and that's five years of those kids being brainwashed, mm-hmm. right? 
it will it, it's going to be so weird even if everything goes to plan perfectly it's going to be so crazy when the yeah. families get back together because it'll be like i don't even know you and five exactly. very formative mm-hmm. years and who knows what they've told them about right? you know yeah. their parents and it how gets terrible a lot of context were. to that episode last season when she's pregnant in the house um, right when she meets up with yes yeah. where she gets to talk to hannah and hannah is very like yeah. confused about the situation clearly and like has a lot of mixed feelings um it really kind of colors that a little bit for sure now that you can guess how long that was so the other interesting thing we get in this scene is her and mrs lawrence have this very frank conversation about getting out of gilead because she's like you know did you ever want to go somewhere where you could get get help, the, get help? and she's like this is a great line of, oh you mean like mood stabilizing medication instead of herbal tea then <laughs> right. yeah that'd be great um, but she makes the point that, you know, Joseph could never leave because he's a war criminal and he can't cross the border. He'd be tried and executed and he would deserve it is what she yeah, says. Yeah, she goes, he would deserve it. Like yep. totally straight faced. Yep. And so, uh, you know, that's one of those things like you don't really think about it. But yeah, that's that's totally true. Um, and June says she's happy to have June back because like Sarah said, things are always more exciting when you're here. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because with Eleanor, it's like. You never know just how aware she is right. and how yeah. lucid everything is because yeah. you don't know exactly the extent of whatever her condition is, yeah. right? You're like, does she even know what's happening? Is she aware? And then she'll say something like that and you're like, oh, okay, she knows everything and she was there for everything. Yep. And Joseph didn't shield her from any of this and she didn't put her head in the sand or anything. No. Like, she he, knows everything. Yeah, the, bo- the bottom line you get out of this is that he basically said to her, we're not going to have to play by any of these rules because we're going to be so high up in the chain that they're mm-hmm. going to make exceptions, which he even says later on. Like, yeah, he does say you that. You know, every government makes exceptions for people in power, which is true. Yeah. Uh, but now when you're not high enough in power, you know, those things can come back to bite you. And so it's not so much that, like, she was blissfully unaware. It's that I think she was aware it was happening, but that they were not going to have to play by those rules once mm-hmm. the everything was in place. And they haven't had to until now. Right. Well, and even before they had to, she was not in a great place. No, no not yeah. at Even all. with the special exceptions. No. But everything is coming to yeah. a head right yeah. so now. Like it's... She can't have her medications anymore and then this thing yep. is about to happen that is Awful. not okay. And <laughs> and especially with her not on her medications. Yep. You know, it's, it's bad. So this next scene is a very interesting one. Uh, Serena, Fred, and Winslow are in what looks to be like a hotel sort of, I guess, mm-hmm. where Winslow's probably staying. Um, they're having drinks, it looks like. Yeah. I know they have a drink later, because when they go to Lawrence's house, they break out his scotch, which sure. is gross. And he comments um, on the scotch, Yes, too. he does. And so I couldn't tell if Serena was also drinking. It kind of seemed like everybody, was all three of them. It was just and the also, three of them, so there wasn't like too much like you know, other people to worry about. But she actually had a hand in the conversation. Yes, she did. Quite a few times. And Commander Winslow didn't seem too annoyed with it like he no. did, he wasn't like why is she talking like right. none of that was happening like she was like this and that and he was like okay so it was it was it was interesting just how much leverage serena has gotten from the whole fred breakup right back mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. well to me it'll be interesting to see if he really i think i kind of know the answer to this if he really thinks that fred is as savvy a politician as he thinks he is or if he's just telling fred that to because tell him he what he wants, wants to hear because he wants some of Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to yeah, say. Yeah, it's he, hard to tell. And he can use that as leverage over sure. Fred, right? And that he's got enough power <laughs> to do so. I think he's um, going to use him and throw him away. And I think that he, good on the opposite side, recognizes in Serena a woman that is not your garden variety woman yeah. that can't handle, you know, at least in their eyes. Like she seems to be able to 
in their minds handle this kind of mm-hmm. conversation. And maybe he already knows that in her past she's got that pedigree, mm-hmm. you know, having been what she was before. So, yeah, it was very interesting because she was very much in the conversation. She was not, you know, laying back yeah. or, like, not talking. She was talking. not just a witness. No, scene. not at all. Um, no. Fred was more of a witness than anything because right? Fred was kind of over in the corner. That's, I mean, clearly where he belongs. I mean, she always overshadows not him. not good at life, generally. So Thank God. Winslow is really just discussing, you know, Gilead doing so well after the bombing and how things have been coming back. Uh, they talk about other cities that have pushed back on the policies. Uh, and Serena, I made a note, is like really asserting herself, um, which Fred seems surprised or threatened by because there's this like moment where she's talking to Winslow and Fred's kind of over on the side, just kind of pacing back and forth. And he kind of looks at her after Winslow kind of compliments something she says where he's like, hey, that's my commander. <laughs> Why are you taking my respect, lady? Don't you respect me, bro? Yeah. I do. Um, so they make this Fred, comment so once insecure. once Gilead is a sovereign state they won't have time to indulge those that resist policy which is another thing that kind of alludes to the purges right. that are mentioned in the book which is you know once we're granted sovereignty by you know the uh, recognized as an actual government which is what they're trying to get the rest of the world to do I'm trying to think of a country right now that is not recognized as like a sovereign I know there used to be, I can't think of, there used to be a couple of them that had like been taken over by nefarious means and were like, you know. Hong Kong? There you go. That's I was one. just thinking about Hong yeah. Kong and China, although there's been some weird things happening with that right exactly. now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, there's. Yeah, China is trying to reassert itself. It's yeah, and Hong Kong not is been going well. protesting yeah. wildly yeah. about it. Well, I mean, they did agree. Never mind. No, Let's it was an agreement. Yeah, no, it is. They did agree to have th- something sunset, which was stupid. Yeah. Clearly a bad plan. <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody knows this about China or not. <laughs> but for your human rights, they care not. True. Just, yes. just uh, So Serena asks if uh, Fred has anyone in mind. It's almost like they scripted this before. But I think Serena's just too smart. Uh, and Fred says, I hesitate to say. You know, in like this Ugh. stupid, broody villain way. And so then Fred just, you know, drops the dime on Lawrence and is like, you know, hey, he's not really playing by the rules. He's had four handmaids and never had a baby. And what's going on? We need to, you know, be able to make sure uh, that oh, Joseph is, you know, a problem, not a problem, uh, and that Fred pushes for oversight on Lawrence more or less, and says, "quote There are certain mechanisms in place to ensure virility." Yeah. And Serena's like, mm, "Do we have to go there?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she is clearly. And uh, she says, "Isn't that a, a little fan. extreme?" Um, but then Winslow's like. Yeah, sure. Because his quote is, if he's unfit to lead his household, he's unfit to lead Gilead, which is interesting, meaning that he clearly was at least someone thought of to be able to lead Gilead, which we kind of thought before that he was a pretty powerful guy, but this is kind of confirming that. Um, and Fred kind of mean mugs Serena at the end of this scene. Like, they're kind of looking at each other like, hmm, why are you talking so much? It's my turn to talk in front of Commander <laughs> No, I want to talk in front of Commander It's It's, it's very yeah. strange. And I think this also, re- what you learn, you know, really with, with what we see later on with Serena calling out Fred about, you know, looking out for himself and mm-hmm. not worrying about Nicole anymore, I think that kind of lends a little more reasoning to why she's behaving the way she is. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I think she's more so doing it for Fred to see if he's ever going to, like, say, hey, how do I get my kid back? Which he never once has mentioned since it's like, since mm-hmm. Winslow basically told him not to. And he's been, kind of been playing ball. So that's mm. very interesting. Um, so they find June in the basement. Yes. June in the basement. 
And so this is when we find out that it's been five years. Yeah. Because she's still going through all the stuff. And I wrote in giant capital letters, a timeline with 19 exclamation points after it. Because I was like, thank God. Because everybody is like, when is this? Where are we? And what's happening? Yeah. And no one's, everybody's like, I, it's I, hard to tell, man. When you know. take out like cultural cues, right? time basically just doesn't exist in the same way. Yeah. And so she's going through all the files, and she's talking about all the time that they've missed, and she finds Janine's file. Um, talked about all that. Uh, and yeah, they, they, we find out that Caleb died in a car accident, you know, uh, after he was taken from Gilead, which was the part I was kind of mixed up about. Um, and so then, her buddy Beth comes down and is like, they want you in the sitting room, which when they want you in the sitting room, it's never good. Not good. Uh, so we know some bad shit's about to go down. Because one, it's our first real June face close-up of the day. Which is either the sign of good, good things or bad, bad things. And so this is bad, bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Lydia's there, also a bad sign for it being like the middle of the evening. Um, then we see friend Serena. And then friend Serena are there and we're like, hmm. And I wrote in my notes, like before I knew it was going to I was like, we're going to kind of get an observed ceremony. And I didn't know to what extent that was going to be. Yeah. Like I didn't know if it was going to be a ceremony like the wives' uh, birthing thing where everybody's just going to be oh, hanging yeah. out in a circle. Just staring at you. Right. Yeah. And praying. Uh, so June is in the room, like if we recall the first couple seasons where they had to do the ceremony, everybody has to line up in the proper place in the room and for the commander has to come in and read the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so these people have zero idea. They have yeah. no idea how to do it. They've yeah. never done it ever. It's very obvious they've and, never done it. And so June comes in and takes her spot and kneels down <laughs> and like the one hand made, uh, the one Martha's on the one side of the room, the other one's on the other. And she's like, you need to stand over here. And she's like, oh. And so they come in there, and so she's just, June knows what's going to happen. She mm-hmm. is fully yeah. aware. Um, so then Serena comes in with Eleanor uh, and says, I pray that nothing will impede God's will tonight, looking straight at June. Who, she's just like, let's just, it was kind of Serena's like, just, let's just let's get go. this over with. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, she doesn't, for all of the awfulness that is Serena. I, she doesn't want to have this happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Eleanor sits looking, she's, she looks more terrified than anyone involved in any of the situation. She's a puddle. Yeah. She's not doing well. Uh, Winslow and Fred and Lawrence show up together and Winslow and Fred are like frat guys. Laura's like, Hey, where's the good scotch, bro? You know, I know it, it, oh, it's so bad. It's hilarious. Uh, so a lot you, of slow build up, by the way. Yes, this yes. scene lasts forever. Yes, it is. They, but but not like in an overstays its welcome kind of way. They just ratchet up the tension constantly because you don't you know what's coming. But again, I didn't know like what extent. Right. right? Yeah. Like even with Bradley. Well, and, the, and almost every character in that scene, say for June, would have been like, I know this is going to be bad, but how bad is it going to be? Right. I know, I know it's awful. That's why we don't yeah, do that here. Exactly. Yeah. The, like two thirds of the people in yeah. this, like don't have any idea what's even going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's awful. Like they just ratchet it up. And the only person that really has a clue is June out of mm-hmm. the people that live in the house. And Bradley Whitford comes in and he like stumbles through the whole thing. He has no clue what's going on. And he has no idea what to say. He goes up and like Beth was, I forget. I don't know what she, what was on the mantle that she moved. <laughs> I don't know if it was like his glasses or something because he was getting ready to read and she came over and like helped him find whatever he was looking for and then he was like, don't move my stuff. <laughs> Clearly frustrated because he has no idea what he's doing. Exactly. He's never done it before. Uh, and so he he reads the whole... Um, well, I, it's been a whole five years since he wrote the rules apparently. So. Apparently. So he reads from the Bible and, and June's got this look on her face like I can't even be for real believe that this is happening again. Um, 
And then they go to go upstairs, and there's some dudes just hanging out in the entryway, and we're like... And first you're kind of like, okay, what does that mean? Because you're like, they could just go up into the room, and right. they come back down, because nobody any, follows them any up. Any of them can. Right. Well, because at first you're like, are they going to be in the room? And then they make a joke around it, and then like everybody's <laughs> like, oh no, ha ha, no, that would never happen. You're like, okay, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, so they could just not joke about it then. <laughs> right? So they could just go up into that room and chill for 20 minutes or whatever. But then you see these two men at the base of the stairs before they go up, and... Obviously, it's significant, but you don't know why. And then they go into the room. Uh, and Lydia says before, Dr. What I wrote his name, Dr. Oh, Nicholas. I missed that. Is going to be efficient. And in a very Lydia way, she says he'll be lickety split. Oh, uh, come on. Ew. Right? I, thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. Mm. I'm glad we had the show with the dirty mind. That's no. good. Uh, so they get Too up. Much, Lydia. They get up there. And so it's just Eleanor. And thankfully, it's just Eleanor and Lawrence and June. And. Lawrence is thinking like the rest of us. Yeah, he's like, we're going to kick hey, it. Hey, it's cool. We're yeah. going to play Canasta. That's what he says. We're going to play some Canasta. We're going <laughs> to hang, hang out, out for 20 minutes, and then we're going to go back down. June's like, hmm, see what happened was. Um, there's, there's a doctor. Yeah. He's going to check me out after. And that's when that's Eleanor when, like, fucking loses her shit. Of course. And she starts screaming at him, which is like just saying, you swore we would never have to do any of this. And I'm sure they can all hear her. Oh. Well, that's the amazing thing, right? So I don't know if we're supposed to imply that this house is so large and cavernous this that This is in no... the same episode where they were arguing yes. upstairs and June was downstairs yes. hearing them. That is correct. Same episode. Correct. And the, what she does in this scene in this room is far louder than whatever she did in the scene when she was yelling at him the first time because she just completely like breaks down oh maybe they don't understand or something i don't know maybe they think it's foreplay i don't know <laughs> and that's awful i, I doubt I that don't. is allowed <laughs> that's a good point right it's i mean not serena tried be, that one time it's not supposed to be pleasurable it's supposed to be clinically creating a child yeah. stupid uh so june's like yeah can't do that we kind of got to do this thing and right. so Eleanor loses it, and they both really console her. And June, which is thought this whole thing where, like, the person who is about to be the one who's getting raped right. has consoling. to, like, console, console her, literally yeah. everyone in the room. Not even just her. She has to, like, walk him through it. She's like, look, man, we just got to. Uh, and this is Close a, your eyes. Yeah. You got, uh, what does she say? You uh, Hold on. Oh, it's a, there's, no, there's some great lines in here on this part before they go. So, um, Excuse me. <laughs> So June says that they have to do it. And he's, she says, you helped create this world. How long did you think it was going to take before it came for you? And she's, Eleanor starts totally going off the rails. She's like, maybe we deserve it. Maybe we deserve to be on the wall. Because then they're like, you know, nobody has to tell anybody that we didn't do anything. And she's like, except for the fact that, you know, if I don't tell them, then I'm on the wall. And then all the Marthas have to talk anyway. So, yeah, we're all dead anyway. And so then they're all both, they're all kind of come to this realization like. This has to happen. Yeah. Yes. There's just no way around it. Um, okay, I know Justin wouldn't have thought about it, but did you by chance think about uh, during the scene where she is literally having to comfort the person who is about to... Oh, I wrote that down. Uh, just well, no, no, no. Not that. So during that scene that she is comforting the people who are going to participate in her rape, that like this is the very, very extreme version of that thing that kind of happens to a lot of women who are also caretakers for other people where like you, like you're in an uncomfortable situation and it's the worst for you, but you, but you have to make, people? you have to make all of the other people in the situ situation comfortable because I know this is like universal among people of color, but it's, I feel like it's also universal among women where like there's inevitably times where 
you are in a really shitty situation and it's making your partner or, you know, some other male in the room like really uncomfortable and, you know, whether you're telling them about something traumatic or something like that. Like I, I know so many women that I know have been through that where you spend your entire time trying to comfort somebody else and trying to like help them wrap their mind around it when really like it's you who cares if they are uncomfortable the terrible thing happened to you. Well, yeah. No, I, it's, it's definitely a woman thing, too. Um, but, yeah. Several. This is, like, the very, very extreme version of that. Well, totally. And when I saw it, it felt not natural to me, but I thought, oh, yeah, of course she has of to. Of course talk. she will. Because yeah. in my head, so many. Because we have situ- all been trained to do it. Right. I was going to say so many situations have happened, and I thought, I took care of everybody else in this situation except mm-hmm. myself, even though this had everything to do with me. And then I'll think to myself, I'm never doing that again. But then yeah. I do do it again. But in the moment, I'm like, I'm never doing that. I'm never yeah. going to take care of everybody by myself. Not doing it. And then yeah. I do it. I mean, like, you could get, you know, sexually harassed at work and then tell your HR or boss about it. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry this happened to you because they're not horrible people. And then you wind up making it better for them before anything is helpful for you. And you're so exhausted. And yeah. What happened? That's there? just like what instantly comes to mind when I think of like taking care of the people who are about to participate in her rape. Yeah. It's all too common. Anywho, that is the part that I thought maybe you didn't think about. Not in this situation per se, but I mean, I've witnessed that with several people Yeah, Yeah. Um, in my life and family life. And yeah, I've seen it happen lots of times. And it, it is one of those things, especially with men, because there's, especially now that I'm married to who I'm married to. Um, it's one of those situations where, uh, much like doing this podcast, it opens your eyes to a lot of things. And people mention, mm-hmm. like, hey, stop it. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, you did this and maybe it, you, you shouldn't be worried about you. It should be worried about. Yeah. You know. Maybe the, like, helping isn't actually Exactly. Helping. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you watch, you kind of watch it and it's a, I don't say it's a generational thing because it happens in every generation. But especially, like, in my family, at least, it's very much a older generational female thing where you see like my not my mother just my mother to a certain extent but you know your grandparents you would see them everybody kind of like buries everything to take care of everybody else yeah i think no matter what there's a legit generational thing that like gen xers were the first generation at least in america that really like had where the women had permission to not be caretakers sure uh, in their role in life, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but like still women are more likely to wind up in careers that are caretakers in some mm-hmm. form or another teachers, nurses, you know, it's, well, yeah, it's I mean, pe- people who are helping other people and men are just less likely to wind up in those careers. That's true. And so it's then, very ingrained. And because I think because men are raised by women who do that for yeah, them. that it feels Men very natural, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it feels super natural. It feels natural to have women taking care of you or making mm-hmm. you feel good about yourself, kind of mm-hmm. like Fred uh, does. Expects out of but Serena. Fred has no excuse. Fred has no clue. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think it's. I don't know that it's better now than it was, but I think there's more awareness of it now. I think the fact that even some people are talking about it means right. it's better than it was for sure. While still not. That's good per se. <laughs> it's better than it was. Oh, uh, communicating about it is a, yeah, 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 a yeah. great step. Yeah, I mean, like I can talk about this, and like you guys know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Like this right. is the thing that people yes. are at least somewhat aware of. Right. Yeah. And so June goes through this whole thing because Bra- even Bradley Whitford is like, 
I can't believe it. I'm sure at a loss he thought he was, was going to get out of it again. Yeah, and it wasn't it it wasn't even so much that he was upset that he was not getting out of it. It was a, you could see in the way he was portraying this moment that he was truly like sickened by the fact that he was a gonna have to do it, a gonna have to do that to her and in front and of in front wife. of his wife. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I thought was, his yeah. concern like it's like more he has it's like he never thought about it deeply before. Right. No, and I it, I think that's the situation where like he's. Him and June kind of run in the same mindset, right? Where they get caught up in very selfish things, right? So they kind of exist in their own. The world revolves around me. Mm -hmm. And they have all these quippy one-liners to kind of deflect everybody else and kind of be the smartest person in the room. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, like, Lawrence's collateral has been his wife. uh, And, you know, the way that it's affected her, regardless of how it's happened. And June collateral has been literally everyone that's you know died or had something Mm -hmm. horrible happen to her because both of them have kind of proceeded on this path thinking oh it won't affect me or whoever in this way and we've seen that not be the case and so this is kind of the culmination for lawrence of this is your time it's coming for you this is this is it um and so she walks him through it she's like you treat it like a job try to detach yourself See it from the outside. You're not you. I'm not me. This is a transaction, and then it's over. And Lawrence looks at her, and he's like, are you sure? And not in a, are you sure, like, are you sure this is okay? It is a very much a, are you sure that this is going to be over when it's over? Well, and that, like, this is going to get us a pass. Yes. You know, that this will be successful enough that they will believe. And then she makes this kind of offhanded, humorous quip of, it's easier if you close your eyes. <laughs> and you're like, Okay. Um, and so I, I made a couple notes here because this scene is so just like jarring and makes you think about so many things that I wrote down. This is, I'm just going to read this. It's like, I wonder how many times this has been a conversation that some victim of sexual violence or assault has had when they're in a situation where they literally cannot get themselves out of a scenario in which they yeah, where they're feel talking like to themselves. they have to submit themselves to the abuse or risk their own well-being or the well-being of someone else they love if they don't. And I just wonder, like, that conversation that they're having, she's having with him, like, you know. Yeah. That's something that someone somewhere all the time is totally detaching themselves and saying, we're just going to get through this and live another day. Because either they they have to or because they have a kid or somebody else that they need to have live another day, right, without them. And so I also made a note, you know, this is something new that we haven't seen in this show yet, which is... We have a ceremony where both parties are unwilling participants, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and they know they can either do it, like I said, they know they can either do it and die, but they both are involved to a certain extent with trying to find a way for people that they love to get out of the situation that's inherent in the place that they live. So they have to do it. Yeah, and that it's worth it. It's worth it to them to do this and yeah. basically unthinkable unthinkable thing. thing and you it's like one of those scenarios like if you're like you yeah. play that what if game like, yeah. what like would, you, would you be this is it right he's yeah. got to get it he wants to get his wife out because clearly yeah. he truly loves his wife uh in spite of what he has created around him mm-hmm. um and she you know get hannah it's the name of the show um <laughs> for lack of a better term and so it's just one of those things that you're like what would it have to be in a situation for you to be like all right i gotta do this because of x and so it was just like, it's just something interesting because of, up to now it's been the ceremony is the ceremony because it is. And they're, you know, she's being raped and mm-hmm. the commander is doing it willingly. And then in this situation, it's totally flipped on its head. And 
uh, it'll be interesting for me, and I have not looked a lot online to see the reactions to this episode. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the feelings are about Lawrence, because I can imagine, and yeah. rightfully so, they will be all yeah, across the no board. Kidding. Like, yeah. fuck that guy. He deserves whatever yeah. he's getting. Um, for me as a character, as a person watching it, I, you could tell like he f- like genuinely like was feeling repulsed. Yeah, about yeah. every aspect yeah. of it. Um, it was well acted. You know? and, and so, yeah, for me, like, of course, fuck that guy because he created that. But yeah, again, much like they did with Serena, they make you find this human element of this guy mm-hmm. who, you know, to not to such a outwardly violent extent like fred or any of the other commanders who are literally doing this all the time to women but they you know he's created this and we know he's had a hand more so in the big picture of creating it which in the end is probably worse than the guys who are just part of the everyday crowd something that makes him more understanding is that he has not had to participate in it this whole time right that like for him it's words on paper it's theoretical yes yeah yeah it's it's not a tangible thing that happens in his life yep and I think while that makes maybe the crime of writing it worse, it does make the possibility of understanding why he is feeling the way he is and maybe assigning some pity to him more possible. Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, like I said, I haven't seen the reaction yet, but I would imagine it's. And, and again, oh, it'll be, it'll be strong I, no matter which how, way it goes. Yeah. Whatever way you feel about it is right. <laughs> I was going to say, you can feel both at the same time. Yeah. Like in that moment, I was like, oh, I, I feel bad for them. Like, this is bad. But then at the same time, I thought he wrote this shit. Like she knew it. He knew it. Fuck him. You know? And then June has to coach him through it. Like she wrote it when right. she didn't. You know, it's just the whole thing. You can feel every feeling you want to feel about it yeah. because it's, it's all a, it, right. It's a great scene. I mean, for as awful as it is, like right, right, right. for a television show, it is a superbly written and active scene. Sure. It's fantastic. Um, in a terrible way, which yeah. is also the name of this show. Yeah. Fantastic There's but a, terrible. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I was trying to explain The Handmaid's Tale to somebody er- earlier today. It's the toughest sell. And I was like, the book is like the most wonderful, terrible thing. And I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's really like the best way I can describe it. Like, it's one of my favorite books, but also I don't ever want to read it. Yeah. No, it's bad. But I do. And so, then I'm angry all over again. So thankfully, right? thankfully we are spared the actual doing of the ceremony. Sure. We just cut straight to post-ceremony. Um, and Lawrence comes quickly down the steps and kind of goes off and does his own thing. Um, but then Serena comes up looking for Mrs. Lawrence. And she's off in a room, clearly upset by what she's it's seen. Dry. And Serena com- comes in and kind of gives her a you know, sympathetic patting. Yeah. They're there. They're there. Uh, so they start talking, and Mrs. Lawrence is doing, you know, this is another thing you'll appreciate that I know that is a curse of women for a lot is the, the constant apologizing when you're the person who's been hurt. When you're crying. Right. Yes. She yes. says, I'm All apolog-. the time, yeah. She, she apologizes for them not having gone out and gone to dinner more. Yeah. And you're like, I just, yeah. Yeah. Which I took as both like. I mean, I just did that this week, like apologize for crying because like I could see it was bothering the person that I was with even though like it was very rightfully so right. and you know it's it's just so ingrained it's is it because so you're, you're feeling do. bad because what you're feeling is making them feel something bad there's some of that and there's also just like i'm sorry that this is like happening right now because i it's very uncomfortable for both of us right. but right. like i am not in control of it right now so we just got to go with it 
when you should just be able to feel what you're feeling and that yeah. person can deal with it however they're going to deal with it. Yeah. Also, like, you know, I mean, Sarah knows it. crying at work for women is like a big <sighs> thing. People don't expect people say they expect it, but they don't actually expect it to happen. But then when it happens, they don't know what to do with it. And, they and they're like either just like, oh, she's really not together or like, oh, or they're just like, they stop. can't handle this level of work right. or something right. like that. Or they completely shut down and won't have like a normal conversation with you. Just There's emotional. just like so many so all over so the place. so many negative reactions and impacts for your career for something that's completely out of your control. Yeah. Well, I know, and yeah, yeah. The, my only experience with it has been, or one of my only experience was, um, she was just like, just stop, stop crying, and and yeah, so, like it's a faucet, right? <laughs> and, and so we we conducted the rest of our meeting with me straight faced and just tears constantly streaming down my face uh -huh. and me trying to hold my throat in so that I wouldn't right. so you weren't like like the thing the yes yeah. and it was oh it gosh. was quite possibly Awful. even more Awful. uncomfortable than me actually just getting to cry and moving on yeah because I'm just like crying straight faced it was like just trying mess. to trying to cry as discreetly as possible it was a mess yeah but yeah been there so yeah, Fred anyway. is hoping this fails. Well, this was uh, this was yeah. my husband's theory. He's like, Fred is hoping this fails, and June doesn't get pregnant, so that she has to go back to the Waterfords because he's in love with her. But like, why would they send her back to the Waterfords if you exactly know, what if I they said? Th if they think something is wrong, well, I I don't think that they would voluntarily send her there. I think she Lydia pretty much made that clear right. when she was like, we need That's to true. we need with to the send other because it, yeah, yeah, when she was saying, you know, we need to send her, we need to send her to a good house. So we can figure out if it's her or the house, right? Because right. that's what Lydia's it's ultimate like deal is. Talking about like tools exactly. or appliances, right? Yes. Um, so the doctor comes in and he has this super creepy look on his face, which I'm I sure just, was written in the script. But creepy doctor confirms. God damn. And I'm glad they didn't give us like the full like putting the glove on and snapping at thing because I wow. thought that was coming because I was like, let's see how much he's really going to enjoy this and really Ugh. pull. But he doesn't. He checks her out, takes five seconds. And it's he still says awful. some weird Gilead it, it line. It really, you wouldn't even need any tools. Like, it would be, you would know. Yeah, he says maybe You don't something need about, any tools or anything. No. And, and he was just yeah, like. he said some line about. He's like, may the Lord know the worthiness of the baby that maybe. Do some stuff and things. Oh I, I don't know. I didn't write it down. Uh, I just wrote gross. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, vomit. And June, vomit, once vomit. again, powers through. Uh, so Lydia comes down with Serena and June and declares it a successful ceremony. Yes, of course. Fred's pissed. Yes. And Serena is clearly, like, genuinely worried for Eleanor. Like, yeah. you really do get the sense that Serena's like, this is going to make this lady nuttier. Yeah. Like, or not nuttier, but, like, unstable is what she was before. Right. This will make her absolutely, yes. like, a threat Completely to everyone right yeah. like this is super sad because when she checks in on her in the room it, it didn't feel fake to me like she no. it's it felt like she was really really like wanting concerned. to make sure yeah. eleanor was okay yeah. and then when she comes down and lydia's like successful boo, then like you see serena's God. face and like serena just you can tell she's very like sincerely worried and concerned for eleanor also she wants to get the hell out of there for she's sure. like oh my god I can't Kill believe me we had to do this. If yeah. I have to right. stay here for another minute, yep. like this house is going to fall apart. And yep. I, you know, so it, it's, you can see in Serena's face, she's like, uh. -uh. So uh, they said, Serena, that we, I forget. I think Serena says we should leave so they can give them back their privacy. Or Lydia says mm -hmm. that one of the two. <laughs> You're just like, really? 
That's what we're concerned about. Right. Uh, so, of course, as everyone's leaving, Fred creeps back and hangs out. Of course he does. So we can talk to June. And he asked June. Ultimate creeper. The ultimate dude line, which I think, I want to go back and count how many times this has he's been like, said. He's like, miss me, baby. No, no, he says, <laughs> you are you all right? You're that right. does get said a lot in right? the show. You're that's right. Because dude, that's the go-to dude's line. I, like, if it's on top five, that's are you right. all right? Is, it's is, right up there right with, up can there. I get you some water? Yeah. Yeah. Get Forgot about that one. Fucking, oh, my God. Don't even get me started about that. Water. Give me some water. Uh, so, yeah. June says, at least it wasn't you. Boom! And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sick burn! Stop it! Oh, my God. And Serena is just happens to be walking by at that point, and she looks over at Fred like, uh, we need to go. <laughs> this is not good. And, uh, and Fred, Fred looks is a little... Just, yeah. yeah. Stone-faced. He's just like, ugh. I you, you suck. You love me, girl. <laughs> at least it wasn't you. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. Now let's see. Where does that rank? Like, if if you're a dude in this situation <laughs> that you know is sick and wrong, there is like, I don't know what else she could do to insult you anymore. Yeah. Like, essentially, she's being raped by a dude. But she says it's not as bad as, as being, being raped, raped by, by you. you. Yeah. What's Again. left? I couldn't yeah. believe she said it. Where do you go from there? It was the ballsiest thing that happened in the show. Oh, well, she's not giving a fuck a lot. This is true. She's very brazen. That was she's for sure like, stuff. all her fucks are gone. Bam. Uh, so June and Commander Lawrence are having their moment in the kitchen post-ceremony. And Joey's not doing well. No. He's, he's not, not doing well because Eleanor's not doing well. Like, yeah. he's dealing with his own stuff, but I think Eleanor's stuff is trumping it, and he is, like, yes, really worried for her. Uh, so June asks about Eleanor, and he says she's quiet. <laughs> she's not talking to anyone. No, no shit. Uh, so he offers June a plan B, a plan B pill. He's he goes like, here, a uh, relic from the past or something like that. And you're, I, I was guessing it was the plan B pill. I've never seen one or had to use one or get one. So oh. uh, I'm very unsure. <laughs> oh, interesting. How did he just have some? Because he's Commander Joey. Well, you Is remember? it a five-year-old plan B pill? Is there well, an expiration? That's, that's no, kind of what be. he implied. But I, I thought about that, too. I was like, why would he just have that? Yes. But then I thought, so... When we get to know Eleanor, she's remember how she's like, I always wanted kids, but mm-hmm. he didn't. I yeah. think back when yeah. the turnover was happening, he's like, I'm gonna get me some of these and some. Other. I'm sure he has a whole. Do you little... think he's been sliding her Plan B on the side? Oh, he can't I don't just, know like, about dose that. somebody that's with where, Plan B. All that's the where time, my head went. Right? I apologize. I'm just asking if that's what everybody like. I don't know how it works. I don't. No, I no, don't. No, no. I think there would be side effects. Yeah, that's you're not, not supposed to do you it like know. that. But I think he had it. I apologize for, like, for my ignorance on the plan. Yeah, I know. I am fairly ignorant myself. Okay. It's it's like, I don't think they sleep together very frequently. So yeah. I think when it happens, maybe they both, because she seemed okay with it when she was, t- not okay with it, but she seemed agreeable to him. When she mm-hmm. said, oh, mm-hmm. he didn't want kids, but I kind of did, but right. I kind And then she, yeah, she kind of like resigned at the time. Right. You know? So like, I think on the rare occasion that, everything lines up and they want to do it i think at the end if he's like hey this she's like okay um but i think when the turnover happened joe 
Joseph Joey was like, I need to hit up some Walgreens and get <laughs> I need to this stock up going because I know for sure that I don't want kids and this is not going to be available. And he was at the top of everything, right. so he knew what it was going to look like. So he was yeah. like, nope. And probably just, all the things. Yeah, just like did a whole sweep and was all like, this is, I want all, all of, of the, the contraception. Yeah, yeah yep. like, all of the contraception. Uh, so June tells him, you know, the, uh, the penalty for. Contraception, Contraception is, is being mauled being... by dogs yes. or torn apart by dogs. Yes. Wow. Subtle. It's it's yeah. uh it's a it's frowned. Upon. It's impressive when you hear something that really like catches your eye as a terrible way to go in Gilead. Yeah. Right. Torn apart by dogs is not a good one. Um, I thought being stoned to death was pretty awful, but mm. so with that he's like, I want her out. Yeah. And he's like, I'll get you a truck. Yeah. I got your truck. Whatever you want, lady. And he's awesome in this scene. Like he. He just got nominated for a Golden Globe. So the did he? So the or Emmy Emmys Emmys I sure. think is the thing. So the Emmys are weird, like on the yeah. timing of when people can get nominated for things. Because yeah. him and Cherry Jones got nominated for season two things for this oh, okay. coming Emmys. Interesting. So I think because of the way summer works and the mm. timing that yeah, like bit. none of the stuff from this season will be eligible until next season for the Emmys specifically. I think for right. like the Golden Globes and all the rest of the things. I think they, they are. It. Yeah, yeah, but the Emmys are weird with their you know I guess their timing. You know between I guess June and September isn't enough time to evaluate if you're nominated. Although I did and I posted this, I thought it was pretty cool. If you're Game of Thrones people, which I know there's a lot of overlap for this show, that uh, Gwendolyn Christie, the aunt of the ants, yes. if you've been paying attention to the show for a while, um, she did not. HBO did not nominate her yeah. or send in a nomination. There were actually a lot of... I think there was like three women, they said, that were on that show that didn't get nominated, so they sent in their own nominations, and, and, quite a, and she, she got one. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so she she sent in her own... Who she submitted. She's the, the very tall, the very tall woman. You're not in a, Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones. Oh, Yes. No, yeah. she's not really... I'm sorry. Sarah's not getting our own inside reference. Uh, so we had a discussion, I think, last season. About who the aunt of the ants was. Yeah. Like, who's the, yeah. in charge of all the ants? Yeah. Aunt Lydia uh, and all the ants. And I, we decided that if there was going to be one, it was going to be Gwendolyn Christie because she's young enough to be somebody who's in charge. And she's six foot three, I think, yeah, she in is real a life. highly intimidating she's, human. She's an imposing figure. When she wants so to be. So we'd call her Gwendolyn like who, Christie. Who would, who would be able to aunt get the, the ants in line? Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was she was our pick of... Gwendolyn Christie could get anybody yeah. in line. And so she, she submitted her own nomination to the Emmys and got it. Nice. Awesome. She was great on that show. Yeah. So great. Uh, so, yeah, June's going to get a truck, and he says, you get my wife out safely, and she says, you can come and get out too. Um, you just have to give them something valuable, meaning Canada, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, kids, the stolen children of Gilead. And then Lawrence just walks out and says, I'd be a hero. But he doesn't say it in like, I'd be a hero. He says it like, I'd be a hero. Like, I don't deserve to be a hero. Right. It's kind of the vibe I got. Like, mm-hmm. if that happened, I would yeah. be lauded as that. And that is not the role I played. And I don't deserve that. So um, I think they're kind of setting us up for for him to take for the him fall. to take the fall. Yeah. And for Mrs. Lawrence to get out. Yeah, that's definitely what it sounds like. That's at least. And, you know. I feel like fans would be okay with that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yes, for sure. He, he's, he's right. He certainly doesn't deserve to be lauded as a hero. Uh, so back to Loaves and Fishes, trip number two, this episode. Uh, June corners Alma again. Yeah. And Alma is like, fucking for real. Get yeah, away from me. I can't believe she doesn't just like walk away and stand next to an aunt. Oh, she tries. Yeah. Just stand next to somebody she in tried. charge. So it June's cannot aggressive. happen. Yeah. And so June's like talks about her and then she like finally just drops. Hey, I know where Dylan, your kid is. And he's blonde and all this stuff and starts using that as kind of leverage yeah. to say, come on, get on board. And so that kind of brings her back. 
And so Janine is standing, of course, right next to them because mm-hmm. Janine does. Yeah. Um, and so June is like working on almost finally is like, fine, I'll talk to everybody else. I know so-and-so's kid is still in the district, so I'll ask around. And Janine is great. This is great. So uh, June tells him, you know, I got a truck. I think it fits 10. I've seen it, which is hilarious to just be like, all right, I know how many people we can get in this truck. Uh, and so Janine just chimes in and is like, I can help. And there is this outstanding fucking scene, an outstanding shot that I... I want to know how many takes it took for him to do it, where her and Alma, June and Alma, snap their heads to the left at the exact precise moment when Janine says, I can help. Like, they're like, what? The f-? Like, I don't know if they didn't think she was there or they're like, or like, like seriously, you're yeah. going to help. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they like snap their heads ac- across at the same time, like perfectly in sync. And it is hilarious. I'm like, oh, my God, that's an amazing shot. But Janine like looks at him like, what? I'm brave. <laughs> And we, I was like, fucking right, you're yes, brave. Yes, you are, I was Janine. just thinking that yes, too. That scene, I was like, you are brave, Our brave Janine. little space pirate. Tell them. Fucking A. Uh, Alma says she'll ask around about the other handmaid's children. Janine then has this little moment with June, which is heartbreaking and awful. I know. Um, I knew and she it, was. I said she has not had enough heartbreak. Yeah, so I mean, she talks and she great. asks him about, because she overhears them talking about how she found out about Alma's child and she says did you find anything about Caleb and so it's at this moment right where you know June can go like yeah he died in a car accident or she can do what she does which is say his family got relocated to California um, he lives on and, the beach and so he's like he lives on the beach and she's like he lives on the beach and Yeah, that's so kind of where they like handmade equivalent of the dog went to live on the farm right exactly <laughs> and so you can, yeah because you kind of get this vibe like Janine's not really buying it um, but Janine's going to play along and keep She's it gonna, positive because yeah. that's how she maintains that's what her she can do. level of sanity. Um, and then they're also looking in this live fish tank, which is a thing we also haven't seen just for the record. Yeah, I thought about that. And I the, mean, you know, out. they got to do something I mean, there weren't, like, visually graphic in their remodel of yeah. the grocery store, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, I mean, they had like a whole freezer section, bottled drinks this well, time. Well, think about that section where they were before, like when, when the shooting happened. Like it was in this like little conversation pit area practically it was kind of round you know and like the rest of the store kind of pointed at it it was it was not shop and save all right so this is this is where the things take an interesting turn uh so fred and serena are in some office somewhere that we don't really know uh and fred thanks serena for being resilient through all of this Hmm. and serena says they have to be a united front and then she's like by the way uh, you're being kind of a dick and prioritizing yourself over getting Nicole back. And she like takes these papers out of his hands and you're like, Oh, I guess she's being serious. And she's like, I know how we can, you know, expedite this. I met someone when I was in Canada and you're like, Oh shit. This is, he's going here. Uh, so she talks about meeting, uh, as a deal, you call him captain freedom pants. Um, and she says, you just have to offer your cooperation. And give them something they want, something of value. And I was like, what are we even talking about? I don't understand. Like, is she like, is she talking to the guy? Is yeah. she already talked to the guy? Has she been working for him since she got back from Canada the whole time? No. Yeah. I feel like she's really, <laughs> I feel like she's really, uh, <coughs> this is going to come back to bite her. Like, this is a lot of information to give to Fred. Yeah. Who is not great and is you know clearly out for himself right now mm-hmm. um this feels like a lot of information to be giving to him mm-hmm. but if uh, and the phone 
just yeah, no, she I'm whipped really, out the phone and set it on the table. I feel like this is a really bad idea. <laughs> While it might like have short term gains, I think long term it's bad news. I think it's pretty. I think it shows you the desperation for Serena that. What's stopping Fred though from turning around to what's his Absolutely name and nothing. being like, "Hey, I've got this phone." That's my point, though, is right? that I think that shows her desperation after having gone out on a limb at the end of last season and mm-hmm. reading the Bible in front of everybody, which is clearly a bad idea, right? Um, and having her finger chopped off because Fred wouldn't, you know, stand up for her then uh, to whip out this phone and say, "Captain Friedman Pants can help us out." Um, it, there's so many questions, right? Does that mean they're like gonna? Hey, did he tell her like, "Hey, we can get Nicole back if you give us something other stuff if you really want this baby back"? And I don't feel like that's a thing uh, that would have gone down. No, nope. I, I'm. I don't know. There's a lot of things. There's more questions than answers in that, obviously. Uh, and Fred doesn't really respond. He just kind of looks at the phone like he's just handed her like a bob or something. And he's like, what are we even talking yeah. about? Because um, it's like old school brick phone, too, because it's like a satellite phone. Yeah, Nokia. Yeah, I yeah. The... It's like Those the phone awesome. from uh, Jurassic Park. They held exactly. a charge for like three <laughs> days. You had char- you charge those things twice a week and be fine. Yep. Yeah, and That's you could great. also crank charge them a lot. And so I wrote down, That's what bad. the fuck the fuck is happening? I don't understand. Um, so in the final scene, June comes back to the Martha, and, or for Beth, the Martha at the Lawrence house. And Beth says, muffins mean yes. And you can see her looking like in amazement at the table. But again, we don't see what's there until they pan out. And she said, I asked around to see if any of the Marthas would want to help uh, get any of the children out. And there's like, what, 20, 15 baskets of muffins as on the As much on the muffins table. as you can possibly fit on that yeah. island. Yeah. Now, another interesting thing that I didn't mention earlier, because it was really subtle and it was in the background, in the scene where Serena, Fred, and Winslow are having their powwow, uh, Rita is there in the mm-hmm. background hanging out. I saw oh. that. And her, they're kind of... I miss pa- Rita. They're I know. Ki- they're kind of doing their thing, and at some point when he starts to mention, you know, people not, you know co-opting Gilead's policies and that they weren't going to have time to, you know, it's going to have time for those people and that kind of making these illusions to like, we're going to start purging these people mm-hmm. if they're not getting in line. That's when you see her like in the background kind of turn around and go, okay, I got to go check on something. I'll be right. I go back to the kitchen. She, yeah, she just walks out of the room and you're like, she's gone to like the Martha telephone. <laughs> oh, Martha shit. hotline. Yeah. Yeah. And Get so uh, muffins mean yes. That means we're getting lots of kids and so june invokes the jaws line uh we're gonna need a bigger boat i know i i was surprised they went there with the jaws line yeah it was pretty on on the nose but yeah. you know it's a, it's, it's always a welcome reference, reference. it's yeah. a great reference yeah. uh and so we end with but, a nice yeah, refrain of uh gloria and excelsis dale which i it's one of those things if you've sung all your life and been in choir for any <laughs> amount of time you've <laughs> sung it so many times in so many situations that your brain just automatically starts to go like no 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 can't sing anymore <laughs> I've seen so I've sang so many Gloria and Excelsior's Dales. Yeah, this song I basically only exists for in movies. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it, I had to sing it a lot too. Oh my god. I was just like, oh, what? Oh. Like having flashbacks. No. Uh so they end it with this in Excelsior's Dale and yeah. it's all happy and thing. But what did I write? These are the last four words I wrote. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, fuck. That's because some shit is going down next yeah. week. Bad things are I coming. Mean, yeah. It does. Yeah. There's three more episodes. Yeah, I know. Agrees. There's three more episodes. I, I agree something is really going down, but, like, I'm not completely hopeless that, like, somebody will make it out. I hope so. Which, like, we just need that to happen. Give give us somebody and a kid. Yeah. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. If one of, one of these two things is going to happen, and I'm going to have to lose my mind. 
Because there's been talk about both of these things being possibilities. And maybe neither one of them happened. Because I was really sure that Emily was going to die last season. Mm. 100% sure, yeah, as you I've, recall. Every time you're that sure, you're wrong. Yes. Uh, that Nicole <laughs> is coming back to the United States as like trade-off for yeah. something else. Oh, yeah. Or Emily's coming back as you have to pay penance for your crimes that you committed. Crime, war crimes. Yeah. I mean, surely they wouldn't do that as the penance, right? Canada is supposed to be I still think, a democracy. Well, but remember when Canada's they were scared. interviewing? I know yeah. they are, but like, how would that look to the public? You spend it however they you still want to keep it, right? their jobs. I think it's more likely that Nicole will go back to Gilead I think than so Emily will. I think so too. I think Emily would die before going back. Hands yeah. down, she would kill herself. She would find a way. I, that was my thing. Like, I yeah. don't think that would. She even, wouldn't go back. No. Yeah. Oh. They were awfully skeptical though when they were interviewing her and listing the things I that agree, she had done I in agree. Gilead. Yeah. yeah. And they I weren't think, like, like, I understand why. They were like, so wait, you stab right and your supervisor, car, right? Like in the car thing, you hit people. And they don't I was lie. I was so shocked she let the supervisor thing go. Well, they didn't. But like, they didn't Whoa. even say or know about the in the colonies. No. She mentioned that later. They don't even. Yeah. Know about that. I I doubt the people of the colonies knew. No. No, nobody there. knows what happened. All right, so uh, very interesting episode that once again just has—I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Zero clue. Yeah, I know. Which gonna, is great. We're going to try and get people out. But yeah, I mean they're—they're they're really good at this. I don't so, want to know. Clearly. Yeah, I'm I glad think, I don't know. I got to think of, next week we got to get Nick something because Nick's hanging out there like something uh, with do Nick. We? Do we? I, we he's who cares? They've alluded th- because they've alluded to Nick being right. something that Somebody, we don't know what he is uh, of trifle. importance. Yeah, and so we got to figure out what the fuck that is. I don't care. He, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that he plays a rather large, significant role in how this ends, right? But Nick could be the maybe Nick's double agent, secret old, you know, guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't seem that. Nah. Well, not buying it. Yeah, no, I'm not buying that he's, he's a in double agent. I'm not in the prediction business. Other than I was pretty sure Emily was going to be dead, and I think they thought that too, but then they changed it. Um, <laughs> you just want to think that you were right, right for yes. a while. I'll give it to you. No, you don't I have don't. to. It's okay. Don't make I, me feel I better. Don't. See, you're doing it all right. Sorry. The thing that you talk about not doing. You do feel okay. I want you to feel better. I don't no, care. Fuck, don't worry um, about it. You me. were wrong. I'm going to be okay. Yes, I was wrong. Yeah. 100%. yeah I'm going to keep bringing it up. Wrong. I don't so, care. I, don't, I honestly don't remember if I re- thought you were right or not. So, sure. I know I thought I was right and I was wrong. But I don't remember if I backed you and was like, yeah, Emily's going to die. I don't know. They did a really good job of telegraphing. It was usually when it's not going to happen. Uh, so things we don't know. We don't know shit about Nick. We don't know what the fuck Serena's got going on. We have zero idea of what the angle is. Like, I, I can't mean, figure I out which direction it's like. She has a real plan. She's, yeah, it feels like she's kind of swinging. Winging it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I would love for her to think she has a plan and then for, like, the Americans to, like, or the Canadians to just pull to, the For Joel off. to yeah. screw her. Yeah. Yeah. Joel yeah. is Captain Freedom Pants for those listening because he was Joel in the show Parenthood. Duh. Of course. Duh. For those of you who watch that show. So, uh, what else? That's really, we're going to figure out how we're going to get truck. What's his real name? In the show? Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> okay, just checking. Yeah, I, don't I definitely Agent, don't know. Agent something or other. Yeah, okay. Ju- uh, Delia ru- ruined it with Captain Freedom Pants. I lost what his real name was yeah. after that. Uh, so, I don't know. There's lots of questions. I, this show drives me crazy. So, uh, three more. Thirteen is what I'm told. Uh, it seems like I can not handle enough. much more. Feel, it really feels like not enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's a sign of good So writing. a lot of things has to happen in the last next three episodes. Cause we'll see. That's all I'm doing. So find us on the uh, social medias and stuff and uh, tell us what you think about what yep. we think. And tell us all yep. the things we got wrong because people are really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get it wrong all the time. People yeah. love to do that. They do. And, but in a nice I way. I appreciate no, it, though. Yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're all usually pretty I good. I want to know so that, like, I 
Right. Yeah. 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 That way I know what's so, really going on. Any other questions? Anybody? Last parting thoughts? No. No. All right. That was a really other good episode. Other than who cares about Nick? I think we need have to care I don't, about I him. I care about him. I don't care about him. I mean, I don't really care about him. I but really I think as a could part of the do show, never seeing his character again, and I'd be fine. Oh, no. I need more before I dismiss him. And that was the day that the hashtag Team Nick people started hating Tia. Yeah, it'll probably happen. That's okay. <laughs> Plenty of people on the internet already hate me. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can handle it, I feel like. It's fine. We got it. All right, so next week, we'll be back. Talk about episode 11. Bye-bye. Bye.